0: Hello and welcome to uh, jubilant ball and foot uh, podcast episode <laughs> today. I'm Daniel. I'm joined as always by the lovely, handsome, masculine Jason. Oh. How you doing, sir?
1: Whoa. Uh, oh, I've got to come down from this high of uh, being uh, complimented. Uh, I guess I haven't uh, received that enough today. Um, uh, as... Per usual, and I'm not just saying this, Dana was the more handsome of us, by the way. Better beard, better hair, a little taller. So, just saying, for all you uh, lovely listeners out there, he's married, so don't even think about it. But he he is the more handsome one.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, hey, look, I mean,
1: we we won,
0: but... (laughs) You
1: just totally skirted me calling you handsome. Oh, I did. Until we won.
0: Look, I have a cup of coffee in my hand you're, right now. Yeah, you're asleep. just pumped
1: that we won. Like, I'm yeah.
0: stoked that we won, I think. I'm not really let's, sure yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's
0: get to the real talk here. I, I appreciate the compliments. I really do. I, I did not skirt <laughs> the compliments. I appreciate the compliments 100%. And they're always, um, they mean more to me when they're coming from you, Jason.
1: Ah, uh, yes, thank you. Uh, likewise. <laughs> yeah, my wife is biased, but from you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You might be biased, too. But from you, though, it still feels better.
0: I mean, like, look, I'll, if I had all the men in the world lined up, I would pick you, Jason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Touche. I love that. Samezies. Yeah, that's what my mom but yeah, used
0: to tell me as a kid. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, if I had all, well, she would use, if I had all the children in the world lined up, I would pick you. I'm like, well, good thing I'm an only child, because... <laughs> I can totally see your mom saying that. Yeah oh man but yeah i mean hey we won but i don't think either one of us is like over the moon i mean it's two wins in a row we're not over the moon excited i don't know
1: yeah has um has potter saved his ass
0: i i mean i think so i mean i don't but i don't think ever really thought truly that he was in any trouble losing his job. So true. I mean, in my opinion, that's just me speaking, but in, I think in the opinion of everybody else, he's at least earned himself to the end of the season, but I still don't think people are happy necessarily or think he's (laughs) the answer. You know, I still think that there's that contingency that don't believe that. So I, I, we're just in a weird situation. Like he won two matches in a row and, why do you everything's better? We hadn't done that in a while. That is true. We had not done that in a very long time. Yeah, I guess that... So, the last
1: time we talked was after the Tottenham loss. <laughs> yep. Um, things felt pretty down at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we were like 2 out of 15. Um, two wins out of 15. Uh, we weren't really... We, we, we hadn't scored like what? Like, we'd scored 4 like the entire... 2023 part of the season something like that like potter was giving like these canned responses every single post-match and pre-match um things just did not feel good and so the rumor was that we mentioned last time potter had two games or it was over for him which we were pretty skeptical of that too. Yeah. Cause, cause there's, there was a lot of different numbers being thrown out. Yeah. And you and I were just skeptical anyway, because we feel Potter is the yes man that the board wants. They're not going to get rid of the yes man so easily just to bring in a big personality, um, that might be considered a world-class coach. Although we ran through some of those names and some of those <laughs> names also don't add up for us. So, um, so yeah, we were, we were pretty skeptical on that. Um, And I think we both felt at the time he was at least staying through the season no matter what happened in these games. Um, But it just did seem that, at least at the time, two games ago, that that we were going out of the Champions League. That's what it seemed like. Because there was a lot... There was a lot going against us at the time. Mm -hmm. And so... And then, of course, with Silva going down (laughs) and... Um, and the back line not having Batty Achille in it anyway because Potter didn't select him. Uh, f- he decided to select Mudrick, who he still refuses to play um, in the Champions League, which you said that in our text message conversation earlier. Like things felt pretty down. So, but then we go into this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And we beat Leeds one to nothing. How did you feel
0: after that game? Oh, after the Leeds game? I mean. I mean it was like I, even though I said the soccer gods were going to smite us and we were probably going to win, the match, <laughs> I predicted a win. Like it was the same Chelsea match. same we played the same. I don't think we played good. We just got yeah. lucky and won and it was just a just a dreadful game. It wasn't fun to watch. Like for, yeah. Like at least tonight was fun, you know. So, I mean, it was a fun match to watch, but, like, Leeds just, it was the same team that had been trotted out there, and it was, there was nothing different, there was no, I don't know what it is, but tonight there was something different about the team, there was something different about Potter, like, the fact that he showed emotion on the sidelines, like, I text you that, I don't think you were watching the match at that point. Yeah, yeah. But no, I did see that part. Oh, you did I see was that part? Back. Yeah. yeah he, uh, you know, he was over there pumping up the crowd and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, where has this been? Like, where has this Graham Potter been the entire time? And then he listened to his post match, you know, press conference. And he's like, you know, they asked him about that. He's like, well, it's a special night. I'm like, <laughs> are the Premier League match is yeah. not as. In, I get it. Right. The, there's something special about a uh, Champions League night. I get that. But the Premier League's a pretty damn important competition too right maybe you should show some emotion for those matches like you did tonight and there wouldn't be as many issues that people have with you because that's one of his big criticisms he's like a Mm -hmm. robot and his press conferences are still very robotic but i don't know it was we played better tonight the players played better they played with more energy more passion you know more fire tonight like i we were a different team. I, it just confuses me.
1: Yeah, and, and I think um, I felt that too. Because you and I both weren't happy after the Leeds match. I mean, we won. We were happy we won, of course. I I wouldn't go so far as to say that like I was hoping the team like would lose just so Potter would go out. I did on the last podcast say if it was written in the stars that we would lose, I want to get stopped so that Potter would go out. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to be a little nuanced there. But you know what I mean. Like, there's a whole contingent of fan base that wants Potter out. And they're willing to, like, lose the games um, to do that. Yeah. Uh, I want to win, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Like, always, I want to win. But, yeah, the Leeds game felt very similar to, like, all the things that we've been thinking about. And, of course, a defender scores the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our attack couldn't quite get it. I think Yal Felix hit the freaking woodwork in yep. the game. Um, but yeah, our attack just was not there uh, for the Leeds game, and it didn't look like we were really doing much of anything. Um, so, but going into tonight, I don't know. Maybe, maybe because it's a special occasion. Maybe it like just feels and we're at home, so that helps, but mm-hmm. maybe it just felt a little different and so Potter, I thought his post match he was a little more i was I was making fun of Potter before we got on here because <laughs> he just says the obvious, yeah, like they'll ask him about the game, and he's like, yes, we are playing the game, and we were playing this team, and he'll like literally just like say things that have happened, and he won't like expound on it, he won't like take the opportunity to talk about how they prepared for it he's just telling you like what we already know he just says the obvious which is why people call him a robot
0: mm-hmm.
1: or G3PO or whatever but G-3PO. but like i thought like <laughs> he did show a little more personality in um in the pre-match uh conference mm-hmm. and then yeah like i mean he was he was showing like some passion which is what we were calling for last podcast. He's just showing some passion on the sidelines. Even after the game, he's going and hugging the players, and he, he's showing passion, and um and he's all smiles. And, like, that's awesome. Like, that's what we want to see. Like, I think, like, things had gone so, really sour before Tuchel got here. And, like, when Tuchel comes in, he starts, like, just bear-hugging players and stuff, and we freaking love that. Like, we – I know at the end of the day, like – everybody always does a platitude of this is for the fans and we do this for the, fans. it's like, no, no, I believe that you also love football and you just want to play football at a really high level. And like, I do think the fans are important and the fan base is important because essentially like our money <laughs> yeah, is being filtered into salaries and, and like upkeep and things. But at the end of the day, like the way that you present yourself does endear you to the fans, mm-hmm. it, in addition to how the team performs, right? And like, I just want to be endeared to Potter, and I just haven't felt that it set until tonight. For mm-hmm. some reason, the team came out. It felt like a team. It felt like we had a vision. It felt like they were trying to execute that vision for large portions of the game. Because I think we came out really nervy, and you could see that we were making a bunch of mistakes. And then once we settled down towards the end of the first half, I mean we got a
2: <laughs>
1: we got some pretty ugly goals in this match. Yeah, we but, did. But I think they were deserved. Um, and so yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like something about tonight felt really different. Seeing the way Potter was talking about the game afterward tonight, outside of the whole it's a special occasion. Because I'm totally with you. Like dude, every game is a special occasion. Yeah. Especially when your days might be numbered, yeah. so you better enjoy them while you can. Um, But yeah, I think tonight everybody's going to talk about this being a turning point. Like we thought that after the the last win against Crystal Palace, <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> it's like yeah, you have to. I need more to see if it's a turning point, but right tonight was good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing it's like we like it's like we're entering that cautiously optimistic phase where we want this to be the turning point, but is it really going to be the turning point? And that's what, you know, is left to be proven. Is this the turning point for real? Because don't, don't put the cart before the horse, like just slow your brakes. Like, remember we were on like a two out of 12 match streak after, before this, these last two matches. So we've still only won four in our last 14 so yeah i mean it's, like, it's outrageous that's still not good so and my thing is is like can we carry this over into the weekend when we play Leicester? can this can we build on the momentum that's what it ultimately comes down to like i don't know i mean it's yeah he seems to have found something in the three at the back which i think you know, which is weird, and that was the thing that baffled me, because, about Potter, because when he was at Brighton, they played three at the back. They played a very, I mean, his tactics were differing, but the formations were similar to Tuchel. So, when they brought Potter in, it sort of made a little bit of sense, okay, we'll play three at the back. Because that's what Potters played. We're built for that at this point in time. We we haven't transitioned to four at the back yet. Tuchel wanted to. I guess Potter wanted to as well. But it just didn't make any sense while we were playing a 4-2-3-1. Like, we looked atrocious in it when we would come Mm -hmm. out in it. Even, I mean, against Leeds, even though we won the match, we looked awful in the 4-2-3-1. Or no, sorry, we beat Leeds. We were three at the back. The match before that, you know, all those couple matches that we played the 4-2-3-1, it was just awful. And then he comes out with leads at three at the back. We still don't look great, but we look solid in defense, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what Tuchel built us on. You know, that's why we made the run of the Champions League before. And right. all of a sudden we look solid in defense again with three at the back because that's what we're built for. Um, I don't know. It's just something doesn't add up to me. Like when you mm-hmm. look at like, in the Mudric situation doesn't add up to me. It's like, why did we spend this much money on this player? If he's just going to sit on the bench, why did we bring him on the champions league squad? If you're not going to play him mm-hmm. when you could have brought Baddie who we discussed that on this podcast before, like Enzo and Felix were must takes. Like I, we both felt like that. Like you can't not take them too. So it was between batty, Achilles and Mujic. And I, I would have rather taken a defender and oh yeah, like why, especially a defender that was in form, and now we took Muric, which I was ain't you know, I'm not gonna complain about it, but he's not playing them
2: mm-hmm.
0: so what what was the point of that? It's almost like he was being forced to take Muric because we spent so much money on him as opposed to batting shoe we didn't spend a lot of money on, but it's proven to be a good defender for us. So it's, it's, some of the decisions in this just aren't adding up to me. And I don't know, like, is it the board or is Potter just trying to tinker too much and not sticking to what he knows? Like mm-hmm. what is, what is, I, cause I felt like he's being forced to do things, but I don't know all the things he's being forced to do because during the cha- or during the transfer window, they asked him, you know, you know about the transfers that i'm just the coach like all right so our board's is just going out buying players we have 32 players now that he's trying to that's not good for a coach mm-hmm. like that's almost three starting teams
1: <laughs> right
0: so wh- what is a coach supposed to do with that like he can't so there's just some weird disconnects going on i don't know what it is I tend to lean to the boards meddling too much. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, heck if I know.
1: I mean, I think you bring up some good points there because the the situation is weird. Like, just didn't even get a look today. Um, and Potter's... People keep questioning Potter's um, substitutions. And... Um, I was just gonna look back at the Leeds match because the substitutions
0: were a little weird. Yeah, well, I think they were weird these last two matches because he went super defensive in the end, right? So right. he brought on more defensive players like Zakaria. I think played in both matches, came on at the end of both match, and Zakaria looked great at the end of the match today. Yeah, um, when he came on, um, he ran on to cheek. So yeah. And that's understandable,
1: but, like, when Mudrick's not getting in at all. But is it because Sterling came back from injury?
0: Yeah, but then he played Pulisic tonight. True. Which, why would you not put Mudrick in instead of Pulisic when Polisic's just now coming off an injury?
1: Right, and then, like, the only thing there would be, is Pulisic more defensive than Mudrick? But then that's weird reasoning.
0: Yeah, because I don't think either neither one of them is defensive. I mean, we've seen Pulisic try to play wingback before. It's not a pretty sight. So <laughs> I've seen Pulisic just try to dribble the ball. It's not a pretty sight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was it was just weird. I felt like Gallagher got on because Mount wasn't there. Like, I felt like that's the reason Connor got in tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, if Mount's there, Mount comes in at that point in time in the match, probably. But it's just, it is. It's just a weird, weird, and like, I... I find myself, like, I still don't think, I text this to you, I still don't think Potter is the answer long-term. I don't think, he he will probably leave Chelsea not winning a trophy. Like, that's just my Mm -hmm. opinion. I don't think he's going to. I think at some point, he'll probably get fired. I mean, just his overall, like, demeanor and record and, uh, winning percentage for his whole career just tells me he's a mid-table manager and eventually the board's going to say okay you have to go and I don't think it. I think it'll be in some like we won't necessarily be on a run of bad form I think we'll just be mediocre and the board's going to let him go at the end of the season yeah just me Um, but I don't think I think he'll leave without winning a trophy Um, and I don't know. I just... But at the same time, I'm sort of finding myself defending Potter in this situation. Because I don't think everything is his fault. hmm Like, I feel like there is board meddling going on. Now, to what extent and how they're doing it and what they're telling him. Because he is a yes-man, like you've said, from the beginning when we hired him. Like, that's been your big thing. Like, Potter's a mm-hmm. yes-man. So, I don't know. It's, it's weird. There's just... Weird stuff going on in the background at Chelsea.
1: Yeah, and I I agree with you because you brought up a good point about how large the squad is now and how much he's having to do to make selections. But then also that affects training Mm -hmm. because you have to get all of these players in on training. Mm -hmm. If they have the, I guess, if they even think they'll use them in the first team, Right, and then Potter tends to bring like some younger guys into training yeah. too when he doesn't need to, because he already has all of these players in training, um, and we do have a lot more people back from injury now. Yep. Um, which which makes the whole Batty Shield thing even like if you if you were worried at all about Tiago Silva getting injured, which we which w- you have been uh, you've said that like all season. <laughs> Um, it's a miracle he made it this far without getting hurt. And I'll, yeah, like, it's a miracle. Why? Why wouldn't you take that defender if you're just not going to go, not play your other winger mm-hmm. anyway, whatever? Um, but yeah, I I agree with you. Like, there's there's a lot of issues at play here, and none of them are helping the overall issue. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it might even be amazing if we're getting wins right now. Like So uh, we better enjoy
0: it while it lasts because there
1: may be more meddling's in the future.
0: Sure. And I mean, the thing is, is like when you have 32 players, like one of the issues, I think a lot of the complaints with Potter, you know, I think an issue with him is he's not picked a consistent 11. Like there hasn't been a consistent 11 for us. So how can anybody build that chemistry that you need to build when you don't have a consistent 11? I mean, Felix played sixty minutes for us and then got red carded and was missed three matches. Um Kulabali was benched for a while for Badia shield Um Tiago's out now. Fofana's back. Mm-hmm. Um Kukurea had a great match tonight. Um Chilwell's finally held so like I just would like to see a consistent eleven. I mean, I understand tonight we had to rotate because Kukarea sure. had to come in. Kulabali had to come in. Like those were two changes you had to make. Reese didn't play against Leeds, so obviously he's going to play this match. Um. So, I don't know. I mean, I just need to see a consistent eleven. I think that's ultimately what's going to build your chemistry up too. Like mm-hmm. we're not to the point where we're Man City and can start rotating whoever the heck we want to in there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so true. I don't know. Yeah, I,
1: it's like. It's very exciting that we've won two games. Um, I was still not hopeful at all after the Leeds game because I thought that we just got crazy lucky Mm -hmm. on that. Although, kudos to Wesley for his header in there. Um, I thought our first leg against Dortmund was really good, Mm -hmm. even though we lost it, um, and that we showed some good things. And then it was just right back to like... (laughs) um a loss a loss and then we then we had like the very lucky win against leeds and then we beat dortmund we bucked trends we scored two and didn't let in one so uh that was pretty good but there does seem to be like is our performance in the champions league like you said can we take that into Leicester next match I'll be convinced when we play Leicester. And I'll be convinced if we can put a run of something together. And uh, this season, because of all the issues, has made me very just not hopeful. I just don't yeah. have faith that we're going to really pull anything consistent together for the remainder of the season. But then you just got to get Protter's preseason, and that'll be the perfect key that's the missing key but then if what you're saying is right and the board is meddling then it doesn't matter what manager they bring in here especially one as mid as potter (laughs) like like that's already the dude's already got like a handicap Mm -hmm. if we bring like a world-class manager in here and they're gonna try to uh micromanage everything that he does then um and i and i tend to agree with you i tend to think that There's just a lot, there's too much hands-on stuff from the board, and that's why they wanted a manager like Potter anyway, and their buying sprees and stuff are coming back to bite us in the ass right now, Mm -hmm. because, yeah, Potter can't keep a, well, like I said last podcast, the only thing that I'm willing to defend Potter on at the moment is how many injuries he's had to deal with. Yeah. but do we need to add to the list the board yeah. at this point and how much they are hampering him by him not being able to pick a consistent 11 because of the amount of players that he has on top of injuries so
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i mean it's just a fair i think it's a fair point i mean that's one thing that like i just like i feel for potter in that instance like i can sympathize with there's like, the injury thing. I can sympathize with him over that. I can sympathize with him over having 32 players. Which, we need to keep in mind, it would have been 33 had Santos had enough points, you know, <laughs> right. to actually come to Chelsea. So, and, and get into the country, get his work visa. So, we keep that in mind as well. So, it's one of those... It's just weird, because they're trying to bop all this young talent. But if... The manager doesn't need them. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I get they're trying to build up depth, and maybe that's their thought process is we buy Moodrick now. We're not really going to play him a lot this year, but we're also going to sell Pulisic in the off season, so we need a Sterling backup. But I also don't think you spent 60 million pounds on a backup. like, or, like It's like Kukurea, like... Yeah, I think he's a sufficient backup for Chilwell, but why are we spending sixty million pounds on a backup for Chilwell? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not to me it's just not wise. Spend and I, it's just weird, man. I don't I don't know. Like I have more questions about that side of it than, you know, the match tonight. But I mean, like, you look at the match too. And you can look at it two ways. You can look at it and take away the positives from the match. And I feel like that's where we sort of are. But there's also going to be that contingency of people. And they're already on Reddit saying that, You know that we were lucky to score the two goals. I mean, let's be honest. Sterling's first goal, he whiffed at the first <laughs> shot. I mean, atrociously, <laughs> just whiffed at the first shot, and then got lucky on the second one that the ball bounced back to him when the defender made the tackle and he put it home. Fair, fair Dude, play. Dude, he Sterling. got lucky like twice. He yeah. got lucky that he was able to keep the ball in the whiff.
1: Mm-hmm. And then had a horrible touch to get mm-hmm. it out of the path of the guy trying to shut him down in the box. Mm-hmm. And then the ball still stayed with him. Like it was almost like the universe trying to gift him the goal. He did everything that he could to screw it up. And the universe was like finally yeah. like, here, I'll put it in the net for you.
0: <laughs> That's a great. <laughs> Although to put it.
1: his strike was pretty good. I will I'll like when he finally got it. <laughs> but it took him a while. When he finally put his foot through the ball, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was the most... Yeah, we we both were just like, that's the most sterling goal you could ever
0: have. It was literally one of the ugliest goals I've ever seen. Like, (laughs) it was awful. Like, and then you had... And then the Havertz penalty, the first one,
2: he missed
0: (laughs) it, hit the post in true Havertz fashion. And then I'm sitting there... Fretting over it, like, and then all of a sudden I look up again and like, wait, what's happening? And we stopped the play and it's like, oh, we have encroachment. like, so we're going to retake the penalty? And then, you know, he, the second one was right where he was trying to shoot the first one and he just missed it, you know, this time he, you know, he got it on the second one, so, yeah, I, it, you can look at that and say, well, did we really deserve two goals? But I don't think anybody's going to say we weren't the best team over the two legs either, so, yeah, yeah, it's
1: dude. Can I read uh, your messages to me? Cause I had to step into a meeting. Yeah. Um, I thought my meeting was canceled. Then I wound up having to step back in, but, uh, this is, this is your, your messages that I got back to after I saw that we scored and, um, and my wife trying to explain, uh, what had happened cause she was watching the game. VAR check for a pin for Chelsea. Handball in the box. Possibly Dortmund. Come on, ref. Oh, man, this is nerve wracking. Going to the monitor. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Pin to Chelsea. OMG. Here we go. Felix for pin or Havertz. Hit the damn post. Pincake <laughs> review. Oh, man, we might get another chance. This is bananas. My heart can't take this. Another chance for Havertz. Goal. Let's effing go. Havertz. Hell yes. <laughs> That's Dortmund it. missing a shot from like eight yards out. Dortmund looking threatening. Huge save by Kepa. This game is so open. Kepa yellow for time wasting. Connor about to come on. Connor on for Felix? What the F, Potter? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean, like, look, man. Your voice isn't that high at the end, but it was perfect.
0: It was. I enjoyed it. You did a very good job reading those, those messages, yep. Jason. That's how much I missed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was Kepa. Credit to him. Had a great game today. Like the first half, that free kick that he saved yeah, yeah. was a, an mm-hmm. amazing save. Um, yes. And then the second half, right there, he had another good save. And I mean, I feel like that's really it. I mean, like, you don't really have much to do outside of that. But yeah. the two saves he made were huge saves. So yeah. I feel like Keppa is Yeah. Back. I mean, like, I, I mean, he's. I, we saw that several times this season. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, interesting stat, he, him and Courtois, I don't know, I don't remember the number. I think it's like, oh, he's only like a few games away. No, they've they've both kept the same amount of clean sheets now in their Chelsea careers. And Kepa did it in like 20-something less games than Courtois did.
1: 20-something, okay. Yeah, that's
0: it. That's what I was talking about. Yep. So, it's, I mean, and look, nobody here respects the snake, so. Right, right. I'm sort of of happy Kepa beat that record.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Dude, so, can we talk about how many times we're going to hit the woodwork? <laughs> my God, just score a goal. For the love of God, like, even the goal that Havertz, like, scored, but Sterling was offside. Yeah. He still hit the woodwork before it finally bounced in. Like, Kristen said when she, um, my wife, uh, when she saw the um, uh, Havertz hit the post, Um she said she about jumped out of her chair. She was so mad on this penalty kick when she uh, yeah. uh when she saw that he hit the woodwork again. Like it's just outrageous at this point. Like I cannot I, I really wish that she would have done that, because I was just in the next room in my meeting. So I would have uh I would have loved to have heard that. But uh like can we just talk about like just the lack it's not even like like it's like a version of a lack of finishing, but it's the most frustrating version.
0: Mm-hmm. It's awful. Like, well, Havertz hit the post another time during the match tonight. The inside of the post. Not yeah. even, like. Yeah, oh, yeah. It wasn't yeah. even, like, the outside of the post and he was off. No, inside of the post and the ball just bounces across the goal and doesn't go in. Yeah. Um, I think I texted you before the match started. Or we were talking, I don't remember, maybe it was during the match, but we were talking about how good we are at hitting the post <laughs> yeah. this year. Yeah. Like, in the crossbar. Like, we're really right. good at that. And it's like you said, it is the most frustrating thing ever. Like, how many times we hit it against Leeds? Like, we hit it several times in the yeah. Leeds match. So, we hit the... God. Let me see. We hit the Woodwork one time, which would have been Havertz shot. How many did we hit it against Leeds? I want to say we hit it like three times against Leeds or something like that.
1: I mean, Havertz technically hit it twice, but we True. got lucky with encroachment.
0: So True. I, mean, I love the announcers after he missed that shot. They're like, now Chelsea can change the penalty taker if they want to. They can they can hit some <laughs> I'm like, jeez. Oh man. We only hit the woodwork one time against Leeds. I could have sworn we hit it more I than guess
1: that. it was Felix that did it.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah, to your to your point, we're very good at hitting the post. We're we're pros at that. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean it's look, I think we won, and that's just yep. sort of needs to be our takeaway because it's not always going to be pretty when you win. Um, you're always a very big proponent of if you're going to win something, it takes luck to win it, like in yeah, football. Yeah. And this is one of those games where the luck was just on our side, and for once this year. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, also, yeah, bo- both of these games, yeah. probably. Yeah, but it still doesn't instill me like faith. Like, when we play United later this season. Do I have faith that we're going to go out there and beat them 7-0? Like, Liverpool beat them? No! Not in the slightest will we even sniff the goal that many times,
1: you know? Dude, what's crazy is that, like, just a few weeks ago, Liverpool were behind us on the table.
0: Yeah, and now they're, like, almost, what are they, like, fifth? They're fifth or something. They're fifth, I think, now in the the Premier League. I'm almost positive. Yeah, they're fifth. Yeah. With the game in hand. So they can yeah. technically, they own goal different. If they win their match, the game in hand, they would be ahead of Tottenham because they have a nine goal differential now after the United win.
1: Yep. They actually have um, their own destiny on their hands there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unlike
0: us. Unlike us. So, I mean, this is just, it's a big weekend. Like, we have to perform. I mean, everybody in front of us. So Brentford plays Everton. Brighton plays Leeds. That's probably two wins right there for them. Fulham plays Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Probably a win for Arsenal again. Newcastle plays Wolverhampton. Liverpool plays Bournemouth. Tottenham plays Nottingham Forest. United plays Southampton. So everybody in front of us is playing te- people at the bottom of the table. Yeah.
1: Do you have uh, to win? Yeah, we have to win. We have to show a little bit of mentality and spirit mm-hmm. that we can take the things we've done and the accomplishments we've made and build off of it. Because like oh God freaking Arsenal man because we got bonus coverage of that game after our game mm-hmm. on Saturday and for them to go out there although the ref let them play like an extra three minutes and <laughs> that probably uh, didn't feel good uh, for the other team but but they came back from two down to win 3-2 with a last-minute goal. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way we can do that nope. right now. Nope. And that sucks to say.
2: hmm
0: It does. It so definitely sucks I, to
1: say. I would love to believe that we could do that. But, but you're right, man. I think this weekend's huge. Like, I agree with you completely.
0: Yep. It's going to be a big, big, big weekend this weekend. So, I don't know. It's... It's crazy. So just weird stat to throw out there. So Newcastle is the best defensive team in the Premier League. They've only given up 17 goals all year. There's a three-way tie for second. Yeah, with 25 goals. Us, Arsenal and City. Yeah, that's wild. Except the difference is we have negative 1 goal differential. Yep. City has 41 and Arsenal has 34. Yeah, it's a that's... scoring it's a scoring problem, not necessarily a defensive problem. But we've been pretty good defensively for a while. Yeah. Since Tuchel got here. We've yeah. been very good defensively. And Potter hasn't hurt us defensively. We just can't score yeah. or create chances. Yeah. So whatever I it is what it is. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to be really positive right now. I don't wanna be negative. I don't like I just feel like we won. It's just and yeah. I wanna see this carry on. <laughs> mhm. It's like if if this
1: is the turning point, this is the hardest part of the turning point for us because we just have to wait for it to like actually come to fruition. Mm-hmm. It, we're at like a, the belief stage and the faith stage now. Do we believe and have faith that this is the turning point? And I we've just been burned so many times this season that it's hard to like for me to really look at it and it sounds negative when you say it like that. Like and I want to be positive with you, but like, I just I think that you and I are both just playing the. We'll we'll see when it happens. Yeah. we'll just see, and that's been the entire season. That's what we said with all the players coming in uh, during the summer. Like we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see, and then Potter comes in, and it's like we'll see. And then there's been several turning points in Potter's time here. And it's like, we'll see each time. So, are we going to go on another run where we don't win anything for the rest of the season? (laughs) Like, we'll see, I guess. Are we actually going to turn around? We'll see. Like, the way Potter answers questions does not instill anything in me that, like, it's nice for the manager to finally show some emotions 20-something games into his Chelsea tenure. Mm -hmm. Like, great. Good for you. That's what you should be doing. He constantly reminds us that this is his responsibility uh, thanks. Like, we already knew that, man. That's why we're holding you accountable. Like, you don't have to tell us it's your responsibility. Stop trying to convince yourself. Like, it is your responsibility. Just do it. Like, stop talking about it. Just do it. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm, there. Like, kudos to Potter. He had two games to save his skin. He did it. The team got super lucky with leads. And I thought we played pretty good uh, in the Dortmund match.
0: But we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought, you know, just need to build on it. That's it. So, just build on the momentum, use it, um, go forward with it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, uh, so, look forward to, um, this weekend in Leicester. Um, I don't know. You, uh, you want to make a prediction? What's that?
1: You want to make a prediction? Sure.
0: Let's do it, man. I don't even like I don't and that's the thing, is like I whatever. 2-0 Chelsea. Whatever. 2-0 Chelsea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am not ready to go that high. Um I don't know, less are oh, on pretty bad form right now.
0: They're awful.
1: Which means we'll uh, play down to
0: our competition.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, Arsenal beat them 1-0. Man, you, several games ago, beat them 4-0. Uh, last week, they lost to Southampton 1-0. hmm
2: Um,
1: I don't know, man, you're right. They they also beat Tottenham 4-1, like, several weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> which could totally happen, happen to us. Totally I can see that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's at Leicester, so. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, man. I don't want to predict a loss, but I'm going to predict a draw.
0: Okay. I mean, that's that's fair. I'm going to
1: go 1-1 draw. Like, I just, I still, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I want to be wrong. Maybe I'm doing it to be safe so I could be pumped about it later. But I also don't put too much stock in
0: our predictions. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those weird things. Like, I, I don't want us to lose, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, do I think we can win? Maybe if we Maybe. play like that's the thing. If we play like we did tonight, we will wreck Leicester. Yeah, but I for haven't sure. seen like that, and that's the weird thing that just baffles me about this season. I haven't seen the same team that has played these Champions League matches show up in Premier League matches.
1: Yeah, yeah. we got lucky with Dortmund, though they did not sit back at all. This game, Mm-mm. they came with a press the entire game. Once we scored, the game had to stay open. Like I was worried about. Like, how much are they going to sit on this lead if we don't get a goal at half? Mm-hmm. And and they did not sit back. So I haven't really watched much of Leicester this season. I don't know if they're the type of team that sits back. If they are, we're going to have an even harder time breaking them down that, because we just cannot do it. We're not creative enough. We're too sloppy on the ball. There were so many sloppy moments in this Dortmund game for how well we played. We still cannot get basics right. And we, we couldn't keep the ball for the first 30 minutes. I mean, I think the the possession was something crazy, like, it's they had 70%. 80-something percent. It's 70% oh, okay. in
0: the first half, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. But, like, at one point, they showed a stat. I think we might have been, like, 29 or something. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so, we just could not keep the ball. Like, we've got to do better at just the basics of the game. Like, and we can't put together anything if we don't. Now, we really grew into the game. We started doing some one-twos. We started going down. We started finding lanes. We started taking riskier passes. Like, I just think we felt good. If a team sits back, I don't know. Does that... Do do we screw ourselves in that way? It doesn't give
0: me much confidence. Because like you said, we're just not creative. I mean, I feel a little more confident now that we have Felix.
1: True. And Enzo.
0: And Enzo. But I still don't feel like confident, confident.
1: So... (laughs)
0: I don't know. I mean, it is... You're
1: you're asking a lot of Havertz and Sterling up there.
0: Well, Havertz had a good game. To be on the
1: receiving end. Yeah, Sterling had a good game. Havertz had a great game. Like, mm -hmm. can they do that consistently? They haven't done it all season.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that consistency is what we need to see at this point in the season. Mm Because it's just not... It's not there right now. So... Um, we just need that, and we're stuck in 10th place this week, too. There's no way we can jump anybody, even if everybody lost in front of us. So, we'll still be in 10th place next week, even if we win and everybody loses. Um, We should play another
1: prediction. Where do you think we'll end up
0: in the table? Somewhere between 7 and 10. That's where I think we'll end up. I agree. We're we're not going to finish. I had hope a couple weeks ago, if we could have, the couple games before Leeds... Yeah. Against what Bournemouth and who was the other one we lost to or drew? Uh, um, before Bournemouth, why am uh, I, that's going to be a little bit back? Why am I why's my brain not working right now? Oh, no, not uh, Bournemouth. Southampton, West Ham, yeah, Southampton. So we drew I'm trying to think, I think it was Southampton when I was trying to be optimistic that we were going to. Yeah, Or it was West Ham. I don't know. Well, I mean, we drew with Fulham. We drew with West Ham. We lost to Southampton. Yeah. And we lost to Tottenham. Like, if you can just get points from a couple of those games, you're sitting a lot better. And you should yeah. get points from West Ham and Southampton. Yeah, exactly. I understand Dude, the draw of Fulham and the loss yeah. to Tottenham, but whatever.
1: Dude, so we played Bournemouth on December 27th, right? Mm-hmm. The next games, we drew Nottingham Forest, lost to City, lost to City in the FA Cup, and then lost to Fulham. Mm-hmm. Then on January 15th, we beat Crystal Palace, drew Poole, drew Fulham, drew West Ham, lost to Dortmund, lost to Southampton, lost to Tottenham. And now we're back to winning ways in the Premier League with a 1-0. And then. We finally won a second game in a row. Mm-hmm. We haven't won two games in a row. Since October. Since October. Mm-hmm. That is mind-blowing. Um, Maybe the streak really is
0: broken. Maybe. I mean, that's a first... Oh, jeez. We've won, what? One... That's our third win of the new year. It's our third win since January. Jesus.
1: Out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Premier League games. That's three out of ten. So throw in the Dortmund loss. Yeah, you in throw in the City the FA, FA Cup. Cup yeah then that's 3 out of 16. Mm-hmm. No, 4 out of 16 with four the Dortmund win today.
0: Yep. Yeah. 4 out of 16 since January. That's still not good form. Like, And that's why I'm trying not to get too excited about things because I'm like, we're still not in good form. Just because you win two matches in a row right. doesn't put you in good form when you've won 4 out of 16.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're perpetually at the bottom of the hill mm-hmm. trying to get up. Like, yeah. It will, is this the start of us going up the hill? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't
0: know. I, and that's the thing. I think to, these last two wins have, ironically enough, have created more questions than answers about this team. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, we knew, or at least we had that hope, uh, you know, some people did, that if we lost the next two games, Potter would be gone. We'd get a new coach. Maybe yeah, we yeah. could see something out the rest of the season, you know? But. It would have been an easier narrative, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, and there probably would have been a lot more positivity, the fan base part of been more united, because now I feel like, oddly enough, it's like winning probably has divided the fan base even more now, because there's still <laughs> those people that are going to be like, Potter out, there's still going to be those people that are like, right. see, this is what how great of a coach Potter is, and then you right. and me are sort of just here like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're here for whatever happens.
1: Hey, it's like you always say. I mean, he's mid. What did you expect when we bought him? <laughs> like his his overall record is the definition of mid.
0: Yep. I mean, hey, look, we're finishing probably in the mid of the table of the premiere. Yeah. Hey, just in case, Matt Law, the <sighs>
1: definition of mid. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Gosh, I'm just waiting. <laughs> oh, that joke? Waiting <laughs> for his
0: puff piece tomorrow on uh, Potter to come out. Oh you know? uh, yeah. I can't that'll, wait to read that. That'll happen. You'll have to send it to me. To him. Yeah. Dude, um, so you mentioned
1: the rest of the season. Last episode we talked about going through
0: mm-hmm. and seeing
1: it where we would get the rest of the points from. Do you still want to do that?
0: Yeah, sure. Let's do it. I mean, we've we've waffled enough, you know, for the last 30 minutes about this match, and I feel like <laughs> people know where we stand on that. So we might as well give them some entertainment for the rest of this match. Our yeah. this podcast episode So do you still have our list? I do still have our list. I got to go back and figure out where we are on the list. It was the Crystal Palace
1: match, wasn't it, that we initially started? Is that with? where we
0: started with?
1: I have to how many how many numbers do you have on there? Is it 19 games?
0: Yep. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. and I had uh just for the audience this is just Premier League matches we are doing by the way so this is not well we're out of everything else except for the Champions League but
1: yeah so I think it's the what started with the Crystal Palace match on January 15th
0: Alright, yeah. So we both predicted a draw there. We actually won. Um. So who was after Crystal Palace, Jason?
1: I don't know. I'm checking my math again now, because I feel like I did it wrong. Mm, mm,
0: mm. I don't remember.
1: We figured three, this out two, last time, Three, I'm four, so. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13... 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Well, if we started with the Crystal Palace match, it was... That's 20. So, I think we started with the pool match. It was after the Crystal Palace match. No. It, just, no. it had to have been the Crystal Palace It was match. Crystal Palace. Oh, but we Liverpool wasn't hadn't been rescheduled.
0: Yeah, we're missing one. We didn't predict one yeah. because of Liverpool rescheduled match.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to ignore the Liverpool match on the first Mm -hmm. or the fourth, I mean. So we got to ignore that match. So, yeah, it was the Crystal Palace match.
0: Man, these are some bold predictions by me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Crystal Palace, so we won. Yeah. We both predicted a draw. So we were wrong on that one. Okay. We're going to be wrong a lot, Jason. Just in case you're wondering, um, this isn't the Liverpool match we ignore, is it. No, we, no, no, we count this one. one. Yeah. You predicted a draw correctly on that match. I predicted and a he, loss.
1: So I really was hoping for a win. I got more excited for a win. The pleasure we got to that one, but yeah. it didn't happen.
0: Fulham was a draw. I predicted a draw. You predicted a a, a loss. A loss, which is understandable. <laughs> I mean, I'm such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um well we both predicted we would uh beat West Ham and get three points. Well, we were both wrong about that. Wow. Okay. Um then you predicted we beat Southampton. I predicted Jesus. I predicted a draw. Well we were both wrong again. Gosh darn it. Um we both predicted a draw. No, we both predicted the Tottenham game correctly. Zero <laughs> points. We're geniuses yes we uh, are we both predicted a, a draw with Leeds, um which we got three points
1: from yeah so, all right i haven't um, predicted a win this whole time have i
0: up until this point Mm-mm. no you had you predicted oh, okay. we'd beat west Ham and oh okay
1: southampton oh well i need to listen better okay good okay at least i wasn't too
0: dickish so we both predicted that we would beat Leicester this weekend and get three points.
1: Oof! And I just said draw again. So, yeah. Um. So wait, are we gonna redo these now that we've caught back up, or now that yeah, we're, we can like
0: at this point we can re- reevaluate? I mean, like, if you're going by our predictions right now, let's see, that would be three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. You have us getting ten more points the rest of the year, and I have us getting okay. Them. I was getting twelve for the rest of the year, so that would essentially save both save us. That put us over, yeah. Yeah, that, that would put us over. So, um, you're gonna stay with your Lester prediction, Jason. Uh, wait, what was my prediction
1: from your card? From my card, you said we we're gonna win. Oof. I I don't know. Like, you know what? I'll change it. I'll change it to. Uh, a 1-0 win I want to go 2-0 but you said 2-0 and I'm not willing to go 3-0 so I'm going to okay. go a 1-0 win
0: that would be really bold if you went 3-0 yeah that would be really bold alright Everton any suggestions any guesses for the Everton match You uh, so originally you predicted we would not get any points from this I predicted we would get 1
1: well I predicted we'd lose to Everton I actually feel more confident about Everton um, Everton just are not good. Mm-mm, they're not. Like, at all. Like, if you're going to beat them, now's the time. Um, unless you're Liverpool. <laughs> um, or Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they lost to Arsenal. And they lost to pool. Sorry, I'm reading this wrong. Unless you're Leeds. Leeds beat them. Um, oh, man. I don't know. I actually... Pre- Geez, I'm getting more hopeful as we go along with this. I think I'm predicting a win for that one as well. Okay.
0: I don't think I don't have faith in this team to put four wins in a row together. So I'm going yeah. to draw. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't see four wins in a row for us. Yeah, um, that is crazy, isn't it? Like that is weird.
1: Like that we could go on a run like that. We haven't been on a run like that the whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to predict a run like that, but I want to. Okay, look. Take me down to an Everton draw. Okay. Because I have a reason for predicting what I'm going to predict next match. The next match.
0: All right, so you said, um, you're going to draw for Everton. Glad I'm writing in pencil, yes. which I don't normally do. Yes. Sorry about that. That's my No, yeah, it's fine. It is fine. Draw at Everton. So, we're about to go and draw. Um... Villa, I I think we beat Villa for some weird reason. I think we get three points from Villa. I hope you're right because I will be at that match. I know. You're going to bring us good luck. See, that's why I'm predicting the win. Only because you're going to be there, Jason. That's the reason we're going to win. Because of you. That's what I'm talking about. You alone are the reason. Yes. Yes. I will be there. I will be
1: cheering. I will be excited. I hope that we win. So, I'm predicting a win as
0: well. Okay. So then, so originally we would have picked. All right, so that's Leicester Everton. Okay, so I predicted a win last time against Villa, and you predicted a draw against Villa. Okay, so this match is not on our old card pool. Oh yeah, um, loss. Yeah, I already had written zero down in my column.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have found they have found some form. I yeah. don't think that's going to go away. Um, Although, we do have an international break coming up, but they're in yeah. yeah, loss. It still
0: won't go away. Yep.
1: Yeah. Even well, if it's at Stanford Bridge, it's going to be... I hope that's not an embarrassing loss, but with Pool, they've done that a couple times this season. That's kind of wild that they did that to Man U. Mm-hmm. That's Man U, one of Man U's worst losses in their history of their club. Yeah,
0: they... That was just utter domination. Like, it wasn't even close. Jesus. And Man U was yeah. in good form, too. Like, well,
1: dude, the score at halftime was 1-0. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. They scored six in the second half. That is some
0: FIFA level crap. That is some FIFA level crap right there, man. That is jeez, wild. Uh, wolves. So we both predicted a draw in this match previously. I'm going loss. Oh, okay. Quick to that one.
1: Hey, but um, I mean the wolves. Wolves just have like a inconsistent thing. Like I feel like it could go either way. And they've beaten. I mean, although Tottenham seem to be capitulating at the
0: moment, but they did beat Tottenham last week. So, yeah, Tottenham makes our loss to Tottenham look even worse with the way the form that they've been in. I know. Gosh, darn it. I know. So it's one of those things. Like, where was our team that match? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wolves. I think we at least get a point from that match. I think, I mean, I could predict a win, but I think we'll at least get a point. Uh, yeah. Brighton, I think we're going to, ugh, this is this is a tough one, because I want to be like, we're going yeah. to avenge our loss, but nope. at the same time, Brighton isn't in terrible form.
1: Yep. They're in pretty okay form.
0: Yeah. Better form than we are. That's not saying much.
1: I think they, I think they pulled the double on Potter. I think we lose.
0: It's which way do I think the soccer guys are going to... What kind of mood do I think the soccer gods are going to be in in this match? Are they, are they in the mood to smite us? Yeah. Or are they in the mood to be like, nah, Chelsea need this. I think they're in the smitey mood. So I don't think... I think you're right. I think they will pull the double over us as well. Um. Yeah. Man you. I think we draw it.
1: Really? Yeah, I just don't think we're going to win it. And I don't think, I think, man, you can be exposed. They were in really good form until that Liverpool thing. So mm-hmm. it's possible they bounce back. Um. But it's just such a weird season. I, I don't think any of these predictions, it matters if they make sense or not. True. <laughs> i just going to go draw. I'm trying to figure out where this one is on the... We also just, you say it all the time, we play down to our competition. Mm-hmm. We play up to our competition.
0: That is true. We do.
1: We're just that kind of team. We've been that kind of team for a really long time. Um, so, yeah, I could i could see us drawing Man U and losing Brighton for sure. Yeah, we, uh,
0: so I had us drawing Brighton earlier, um, and I was losing to Brighton now. We both had losses to Man U. I think we would still lose to Man U.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's so. completely fair. That's probably the better pick, actually. I mean, I don't know. Um, but we are playing at uh, Old Trafford.
0: Which we don't have a good record at. We yeah. suck when we get Old Trafford. I, I mean, see. the
1: Brighton loss is pretty bold because we are playing at Sanford Bridge. Mm-hmm. Although, it, this season it doesn't matter. Right. Right. Um, Brentford. Uh, I think we're going to win that one.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
1: Even though they're having mean, us we, in the
0: table right now. Yeah. We're we should
1: win that one. Like Brentford though, they drew Arsenal. They're feisty. Drew Palace. Beat Fulham three two last week. Um Yeah, I mean, I Here's the thing, like it's just gonna be so. I the way that I'm trying to predict this is I'm trying to figure out where the ebbs and flows of the season are gonna go for the rest of the season because mm-hmm. I don't see us putting together a run. I hope that I'm wrong, and but I but I have a little more faith that we won't also just go on an epic losing streak like we just went on, so or an epic winless streak, so. I just I'm trying to figure out where that's going to be. Well, you and, did have us on a 3
0: match losing streak. Just for reference. You had us losing to Pool Wolves and Brighton all in a row. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not I mean, I don't I can't argue the point because it really would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I guess I
1: meant like um well, that would that would be consistent with how we're doing. Although yeah. it's been like win five losses or five losses and draws, win five losses and draws. So it's just a win
0: three losses. Well, then so. you have us drawing against, <laughs> against you, so it's like dang it, four, my whole narrative just went out the window. Four, and then you have um, us beating Brentford. So technically, if you're going by the five, okay, just four. <laughs> we should draw. So you're saying what you're saying though is we're getting better because instead of going five matches. With no wins. Yeah. We're only going to go four matches with no Thank wins. you, Daniel, for saving <laughs> my whole narrative. <laughs> Improvement, Jason. That's what we're asking for on this podcast, yes. and that's what you're it. giving us.
1: That's <laughs> all we're asking for,
0: yeah. Thank you, Daniel, yes.
1: I'll stick with it, <laughs> and I'll stop trying to explain it.
0: Oh, man. All right, so we have Arsenal. Next. Hmm. I don't know. We're going to lose it. Yep. Me. I agree with that 100%. We actually predicted that in our previous predictions as well. Yeah. So. I just don't see them falling off right now, but. Yep.
1: Um, Bournemouth. We will uh, win it. Although, yeah, we're going to win that one
0: what's the uh hold on let me look at something right quick what's where are they
1: by that time they're last
0: yeah well but the question is by that time will they be out of the competition with four matches left to go in the season yeah that's the question you have to ask yourself with this one because if they're still fighting for it right correct that's the way i'm looking at it too it's like they're still fighting for it then we're screwed. If they're out of it, I think we win because they don't have anything to play for. So now we're reverse engineering this
1: thing. Okay, they have pool coming up. I think they lose it. They have Villa coming up. They have pool, Villa, Fulham, Brighton, Leicester, Tottenham, West Ham, Southampton, Leeds,
0: and then us. That's a lot. So that's a lot against like West Ham sitting there fighting them. Southampton's sitting there fighting them. Leeds is sitting there fighting them. Leicester's mm. sitting there. That's a lot of matches against bottom-of-the-table teams that they're in competition with. So they're either going to be completely out of it by this yeah. point, or they're going to be fighting for it. And it's just, where do I think they end up in that? I'm still going to win. I'm going draw. Yeah, I just see it as fair. one of those... Stupid games that we're going to miss like 50 chances, and we're going to, it's going to be mm. like 1 1. We're going to get one goal in. We should have won the match like four or five nil, but they're going to get some weird, fluky goal. And at the end of the match, and it's, yeah, just, yeah. so I'm going to draw against them. That the makes corner. sense. Forest, the Knights, um are they in a relegation Aye. battle at that point in time, too? I don't think so. I think they'll put enough points together. They're on 26 right now, so they're four off Oof. the bottom. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll win that one. I think so, too. I think we beat Forest, And then we end the season on a couple of doozies
2: <laughs>
0: with, uh, with City. Lost. Yeah, because I think they're still. I think the title is going to come down. I think they're still going to mathematically be in it by then. Yeah, like not necessarily. They might not win the league, but I think mathematically mm. they will still be in the title race. So yeah, I sure. would agree. City are going to win that match, and it'll probably be a shellacking. Yeah. Um. Although. I hope not. Yeah, I mean, because they've shellacked us every time they've played us since Potter's been here. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. He doesn't have a good record against Pep. So um and then we end the season with Newcastle, who could be in a battle for top four. They're sort of fading a little bit. So Yeah. Um I still mmm. I'm still gonna go lost there. What did we do against Newcastle earlier in the year? Did we draw? I'm really bad at remembering that type of stuff. I am too. I'm awful at remembering that kind of stuff.
1: Uh we lost one to nothing on That's, November twelfth.
0: I, I, I think we're gonna lose two. It just so, seems
1: right that we would lose the last game of the season. Seems
0: but.
1: Apropos <laughs> that we will lose the last two <laughs> matches of the season. Yes. So let's I think see. I predicted too many wins here.
0: You've got us getting so, seven seventeen more points the rest of the year. There's no way. I'm I way too getting, optimistic here. I have us getting fifteen, so I'm a couple behind you. Which is weird because last time I had us getting yeah. twenty and you had us getting nineteen for the rest of the season. So how many games do we have left? We
1: have 13 games left. We should do a we should do this again like 7 games in or 6 games in. Sounds good to me. But do you I mean relegation wise, like I think the Leeds match helped. If we yeah. had lost the Leeds match, I'd be a lot more worried. Um Yeah. But this is what it was like the last time we did this with mm-hmm. the Crystal Palace match. Mm-hmm. And we won and we were like, oh, probably not worried. And then we yeah. lost so many games that's and true. drew so many games after that. So I, as long as we don't do that again, then I'm not worried, I guess. I so mean, that's an
0: understatement of the year. Realistically need two more wins. Yeah. Six points. So two wins. and I, I mean, out of 13 matches... That's the current form we're on. So I feel comfortable in saying <laughs> <laughs> to, even if we continue on the same form, Jason, if this form continues, we will barely make it out of the Premier League at 40 points and we'll be playing in the Champions League final. <laughs> so, that is my freaking favorite assessment of the season so far. The form, <laughs> hey, Statistically speaking, if the form yes. continues the way it is, Champions League final and barely getting, staying up in the Premier League. <laughs> yes. So true. <laughs> Freaking love that. Oh, man. I mean, whatever. It is what it is at this point in time. I, I, I mean, I can honestly see us getting 17, 15 points. I think that's fair. I mean, that puts us, I puts mean. Us in the 50s. In the 50s, which is going to be mid-table. Low yeah, yeah, mid-table. Yeah. Yeah, seems right. Seems about right for the end of the season. And yeah. I mean, it's like you said, like, if we put some wins together, if we build off the momentum that we can take from this the last two matches, especially the one yeah. tonight, you know, with Dortmund, if we can build from that match, then we could string together. I mean, like, the next three matches, we shouldn't theoretically, drop points, even though Everton is going to play like crazy because they're in a relegation battle. Yeah, Leicester's pushing the bottom of the table, too, so they're going to be fighting for everything. Yeah. Thank goodness they didn't fire Brendan Rodgers this week, or else we would have been screwed, and I'd be predicting a loss, but they decided to keep (laughs) him. Thank goodness. Thank you, Leicester. At least staved off his sacking for one more week to spare Chelsea. I appreciate that. Um, Everton's already fired their manager, so they're... Yeah, you know, whatever.
1: Um, they're preparing for us. Yeah, they're. Pre- <laughs> they
0: just fired Lampard well in advance, mm-hmm. like whirling we'll into that Chelsea match later. We know we yep. got to fire Lampard before we get there. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's it's gonna be a, a challenge, but I mean, then like, there's that sh- the stretch where we play Pool Wolves, Brighton United. I mean, I could honestly see us getting one or two points out of that yeah. stretch of games. Because I don't think we beat Poole. I don't think we beat United for sure. Wolves and Brighton, I could see draws easily happening. Or I could yeah. see us losing both of those. Or I could see us winning one of the two. Like, it's just... What team is going to show up is the question.
1: Yeah. It, what, yeah. what team are, is the opponent's team going to show up? And what team is are going to show up? And yeah. we don't know. Like, we can't consistently predict or depend yeah. on anything in this season. And that's been the terrible part about it, which I think people, it's just blind faith at this point. Like, if you if you have this much faith in Potter, it, it's it's really blind. Yeah. And, and that's great. I'm glad that you can do that. But there's really nothing that we can hang our hats on when it comes to the dependability of what can be assessed of this season. And I'm just waiting for Potter's preseason because that's when I think it's all going to come together. Dude well, just needs a single preseason with Chelsea and then, we're gonna turn the corner. going to be, yeah, we're going to be Premier League champions next season.
0: Well, I mean, it's like, as much as this new management has preached and preached analytics to us, like, it's an analytical game now. We're going to evaluate analytics. We're bringing in analytical people. To not even bother to look at Potter's analytics before they come into the club is just baffling. Like, I don't. I don't know. It's, it's 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 weird. This board, these new owners, I don't like them. They baffle me. I like some of the people that they've brought in. Like I like Pavel. Mm-hmm. I'm high on him. I think we've brought in some good. I'm glad we actually have a scouting department now. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's nice. So I feel like we're better in some areas, but I also feel like we're worse in some areas too. So. Hmm. I yeah, know. and I think that just
1: echoes all the things you said earlier about can the board be trusted? How much meddling is screwing up everything else? And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think it's a good thing to think about.
0: Yeah, because I mean, like you—you've got to just let your coach coach. Like that's—that's yeah. th- that's what Tuchel wanted to do. That seems to be what Potter wants to do. But I don't—I don't know. I it's just baffling. Yeah, baffling.
1: So that's the. Name of the season this season.
0: Mm-hmm. Just put to rest all the names that have been thrown out there about people coming into the club. They're not coming. Potter's here for the rest of the year. Like we said on this podcast two weeks ago, Potter is not going to be under yeah. any internal pressure, I think, until next Christmas if the forum continues. Which is weird, though, because I do, I don't think Pavel likes Potter. Like because he's been yeah. the one that sort of been if you hear somebody's name out that oh he's holding crisis talks with Potter if all this stuff didn't believe it's been Favel and it seems to be Bowley, is the one that is so on Potter's side, yeah and and maybe honestly that's where you've seen the change in attitude with Potter, is because Bowley has been so behind Potter and Potter knew that and he knew he had the backing of the main person, but then. You start losing other people in upper management that actually have say in stuff. Start mm. coming out and saying, I don't necessarily know if it's the right fit. Then you realize, oh shit, I should probably start <laughs> doing this." <something laughs> at this point. And that seems to right. be what... Maybe the crisis meeting with Vavelle worked. Maybe it worked. May- yeah. I mean, So really we can think Vavelle... Yes, that is it. Uh, my, my hope is in Favell. He needs more <laughs> crisis meetings every week with Potter and get him to coach more because we're 2-0 and o since the crisis meeting, Jason. <laughs> Dude, I think,
1: yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, I hadn't really thought about it in that way before, but, yeah, maybe it actually is. Because, I, I mean, I, I have thought similarly to you about, like, if does Potter think he's so safe that he can just coast. But I hadn't really uh, thought about how the crisis talk might have actually, like, lit a fire under him. Mm-hmm. So, it's, no, that's a, seems, that's a really good point. It makes sense.
0: I mean, it seems to have. At least it did tonight. You know, you could tell that he actually cared about the game and wanted to win. Like, Leeds, he, he wasn't like that at Leeds, though, which is the weird yeah, thing.
1: Yeah. He was, he was his,
0: markedly different tonight, though. He was. And that, like, if I would not have a much as much problem with Potter. I I probably still wouldn't trust him, or not trust him, I probably still wouldn't be like, this is the guy that's going to lead us to multiple trophies mm-hmm. and garner respect in the Premier League and everybody's going to fear coming to Stanford Bridge again type of coach. But I would mm-hmm. at least be a lot more positive toward it if the, if he had shown this every match since he's been here. But exactly. it's like, you just show it tonight? And I, I, that's the part. I, that's why I'm so confused. I'm just confused at this point, Jason. I don't know why. Not,
1: it's not that confusing, man. It's just a special occasion. Potter I mean, only shows an ounce of emotion for a special occasion. That makes
0: it even more confusing. <laughs> I
1: just, Dude, birthdays, Christmas, anniversaries... Champions League at the bridge. That's when Potter gets excited.
0: Yeah, apparently. Like, that's all it takes. So, I yeah. just... I'm left more baffled and confused after tonight's win than I was before Potter had two matches to win or else he was supposedly fired. Yeah. I'm still confused. I don't know what the hell is going on in our club.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I just think that there's nothing we can literally nothing's predictable we're playing a little game here but like like there's nothing in the performances tonight that would that I could have finally we've done it like we're just at the point in the season now where it's so late that we're not really playing for anything in the Premier League by the grace of Potter we're playing like uh I guess or it being a special occasion Potter coached this game um like it's just it's just weird. Like you can't like, we're so far into the season now that like, we're going to have to hindsight it. Like mm-hmm. there's no amount of foresight. Like there's Isn't no it. amount of hope. There's nothing to look forward to really, unless we really think we can get something for champions league, but I think we'll go out at some point. Um, but we've had a weirder champions league wins. So um, I get I, anything possible at the champions league. That's what's so great about it. But uh, Potter has screwed our season this season. Um, and probably by extension, uh, based on what you've been saying, the board has screwed the season as well. So, just it's it's just this season. It's been a transition season. That's how it'll be spun after this. When really we've just watched them like like cut every ounce of momentum off at the knees that we've had this entire season, uh-huh. and then and then think that they could just throw money at the problem and it somehow would magically work and it just hasn't done that yet. So I I don't know. I don't I'm not gonna get so excited about I like always I'm excited for a win. I'm always excited to see the guys happy on the field. Um I'm always pumped that we go that we outperform in the Champions mm-hmm. League, which it has been um like outside of last season. Um where we kind of blew it there at the end. Um, but it is nice to see that. I I hope that it's motivational, and I hope that it brings the team closer together. I think somebody on the the, the post-match Champions League coverage wasn't as annoying this time, the in-studio uh, people. I didn't find them quite as annoying. Um, and so I, I actually wound up listening to them talk a little bit. And uh, one of them said that this will probably bring the players in the manager closer together and i i mean i agree i hope that it does um that and that that's why it was so important that we got to win and i think this one felt more earned than last match did which is Mm -hmm. probably why there was like a somber reaction to it um or more um subdued reaction so that's just yeah it's like if we go out there and we have we pull together really good strings of wins Like, if we do win these next three, I think going into an international break, or if we win the next two, going into an international break and then beat Villa, and then you play a pool midweek because we had to reschedule that game. um, I mean, the momentum going into the pool game at home will be amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, so I just think that that will be... that we could be set up for something special if they take advantage of it. So I I hope that they do. And like that these last couple games, every potential in the world for it to set it up. And, but do I think that will happen? I don't know. We're going to have to hindsight it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a a great point that we're going to have to go back. And it's look, end of the season review is going to be something else this year. I mean, like four hours long. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like a five-parter. <laughs> so, um, but it is. It's going to be crazy to hindsight this season, like you're saying. Like, I mean, like everything is sort of hindsight at this point in time. I feel like mm-hmm. because it is just all like even in two weeks when we're looking back at this, we're going to hindsight it. You know, you know. So yeah. I mean, the the biggest positive that came out of tonight is uh, we won more money. We got more money for advancing to the next (laughs) round, so that'll help with financial fair play. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
1: So, except we're totally screwed unless we win it for next season. For sure, for sure. Um, Dude, can you imagine we might not have any European football next season?
0: Yeah, I mean, any at all. It's either Champions League or Bust for me. I, if we don't make it to the yeah. Champions League, I don't care about Europa and the Conference League because their yeah. payouts. I mean, the payouts, is at least it's money coming in, but at the same time, I think it would be better if we weren't in so many competitions. Yeah, I agree. It's one less yeah. competition we have to be in. And then if we can just throw the Carboa Cup in the first round that we, are, we enter into it, I'm fine with that, where we just have Premier League and FA Cup to play for. That's it. <laughs> Just yeah, I nothing mean, else Potter
1: threw both cups in the first round this this season, so Valid point. Vallow we might point.
0: we might be able to do that next season. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's going to be. I don't know. I, it's. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's not much else to say. I guess yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, not a lot of optimism or hope. Running through this podcast, <laughs> but we are still Chelsea fans, and we don't ever hope we lose. Let's put that out there too. We don't no. hope to lose just so the manager is fired. We were not on that bandwagon. Did we think we were going to win? Probably not. But we were proven yeah. wrong, and I'm glad we were proven wrong. Um, so. I was only
1: hoping that the degree of a loss, if we did lose, would kind of expose the manager. <laughs> though. I will. I'll be honest about that. <laughs> so but my if- first. My first thing was, I want to win. Yeah. My lower motive was,
0: oh if my we, god,
1: like this guy needs a reality check, or like all of the fans that are really high on Potter need a reality check. But maybe I got the reality tra- check these last two games, so
0: maybe it was on me. We'll time. find out the rest of the season if tonight was the, the turning point in our season. I'm not convinced. I'm, yeah. this team confuses me. I'm baffled by them. Um, why they show up on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights? To play and not on Saturdays and Sundays to play. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know I don't know why Potter decided to start showing emotion tonight other than it was a special night. Yeah. I don't don't have a lot of answers for these questions here, guys. So (laughs) I'm confused and baffled, and that's sort of the state of this podcast right now, which is sort of why we've been very melancholy tonight, I'll say that. i've enjoyed spending time with you daniel i've enjoyed spending time with you as well jason why don't you tell these lovely people where they can spend time with us at
1: Ooh, that was a good segue there it's <laughs> um uh we're on twitter at the ball and foot uh you know maybe next season we'll be in more places you can spend time with us in more places but right now um spend time with uh dan mostly at twitter <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're, you know, uh, Spottle. Spottle. Good gosh. <laughs> Sp- <laughs> yeah, there's that new, uh, podcast snapper on Spotle. I don't know if y'all have heard about it yet. but Good old uh, Spottle. Good old Spottle. Uh, Spotify, Apple, um, wherever you catch your podcast at these days. We're there hanging out, uh, usually once a week for sure. Sometimes we'll give you double uploads, but you know, we're, we're good for one episode a week. So, yeah, um, of course we'll be back next week, um, With a match review, I'm sure, at some point of uh, Lester. Yeah, that's it. Which uh, Jason and I are both uh, courageously, valiantly speaking to our intestinal fortitude predicting wins this weekend. (laughs) So, just want to give a shout out to us for predicting Chelsea to win this weekend. Intestinal fortitude is uh, one of my new favorite things. (laughs) That's been said. Oh, man. Yeah. So, anyway... Listen to us, whatever, you know, great, great, whatever, yeah, Yeah. whatever, (laughs) whatever. That's the season summed up, whatever, whatever. (laughs) So anyway, until next time, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Winner,
1: winner, can we keep the streak alive dinner flippity floppity.